Welcome back to our fifth edition of the School Improvement Services Podcast. My name is Gretchen Bruner. And with me again today, because I can't seem to shake him, uh, is Sean Aker, our Student Success Act Coordinator. He did write that in the script, by the way. I just wanted to tell you. I like Sean Booker shooting him. To begin, though, let's hear a bit about uh, the upcoming professional development opportunities that you have, Sean. So what do you have for us today? <laughs> Thanks. Uh, Thanks, Gretchen. I appreciate that. There are many great opportunities happening uh, to support literacy, trauma-informed knowledge and skills, and system improvements for ninth grade on track and regular attendance. Uh, one thing, we're making a shift right now, Gretchen. I'm not even sure if I've let you know about this, but we've been uh, hosting a, an instructional assistant job no, like, over the last yeah. several months. It's been it's been going fairly well. The attendance has been quite low, um, but we've interacted with about 30 uh, folks. You know, it's a once-a-month type of a thing. Um, schedules are really hard to coordinate. But one of the things that we learned was um, what they were wanting is classroom management, trauma-informed practices, and we're also doing that work over here with 321 Insight. And so those folks got together. They uh, decided that, hey, you know what? We could probably bring these things together. And so um, 321 Insight has actually interacted with over 150 paraprofessionals great. over the last couple That's of months. Great. So uh, obviously, you know, adding the 150 to the 30, you know, we're going to be getting close to 200. And and someone called it and told me, no, it's it's definitely over 200. So. Uh, right. We haven't quantified that quite yet. We're just hosting a, a variety of meetings. So, and so for those who aren't quite sure what three, two, one inside yeah, is, sure. um, at first, I appreciate the adjustment. Yeah. I love those adjustments that we're yeah. making. That's one of the things that we're really working on this year. As we find out if things aren't scheduling and working with districts, there's some really good jump on the fly uh, moments there. But tell us a little bit more about three, two, one inside. Yeah. 321 is it's a platform. It's a trial and form care platform. Um, yeah, we went through a, a pretty big process a couple of years back. And so 100% of our school districts across the region, all 21, have access to it. Um, they're short modules where, you know, I think the longest one that they have is it, it's between like seven and nine minutes. But essentially, it teaches you a little bit uh, about an experience that you might be very, it might be relevant for you, something you've experienced. And it gives you a perspective to shift and maybe think about what, you know, a a challenging experience with students or with colleagues and how you might shift your perspective and navigate that uh, difficult situation in uh, a different way that would minimize the negative impact and outcome. And so um, we've, you know, uh, we've got different ways that that we support that. Um, Some folks are just watching the modules on their own. Others are watching it in small groups. Others districts are taking a full-on approach. Uh, with teams across your district, uh, schools and, and teams. And so that's very powerful learning, very powerful learning, very powerful learning. We've had some really great feedback on the, on the platform so far. So we just made that available through our partners at 321 Insight. So, great. yeah, um, letters, we have over 60 slots available for letters. It's Perfect. training for the science of raining. That's a two year, uh, module or it's a two year training, um, through, uh, Lexia Learning, and uh, so we, we've made these allocations, and so if you're not familiar with that, reach out to me or Jenny Pond. We'll make sure we put her name in the uh, in the comments, um, but we're moving forward with that. So we've got 60 slots available. Uh, training starts uh, in June this year, and then we've got another cohort starting start in the fall, so there's about 40 people per cohort. Um, but again, two-year commitment. There's a lot of information we can share about it, um, so okay. just reach out to me. Modern Classrooms Project, uh, flip model classroom, mastery-based learning. 
uh, interact more with all of your students, students at high needs, uh, students with students that are maybe uh, higher or advanced learners versus students that need a little bit more individual uh, care. You can take an approach and meet both of their needs. Great differentiation. Great differentiation. We still have about 80 slots left uh, in an allocation there. So uh, that's an eight-week training uh, module for, for teachers. Uh, K through 12, and I should go back, letters is uh, is really targeting the elementary educator. Uh, early elementary might might be a better fit, but any elementary, modern classrooms is K through 12. And we do have a lot of users across the region. And so far, 100% say, hey, this training is, is really making a difference in my classroom. And it is asynchronous, and it does happen outside of a workday. Modern classrooms does pay a dollar snake for that work. Yeah. Um, and it is planning that can be used right away in the classroom. So yeah. um, they also provide some ongoing support and mentorship yeah. along the way. So yep, it's pretty tricky. So if you're, if you, if it's platform agnostic, it's curriculum agnostic, and it's content agnostic. So it doesn't matter what textbook you're using or online platform you're using for learning. It doesn't matter if you're a Canvas teacher, if you're a Google Classroom school. Uh, you know they they offer an approach to a flip model classroom, scoping out what kids need to do and then making it tangible for all kids. Um, it's a lot of upfront planning. Mm -hmm. And then the execution is working with your kids directly. You have teachers enjoying it from first year teachers yep. to 30 year veterans. It's yep. exciting work. All right. All right, a couple more. Um, the Immersion Bilingual Community of Practice um, and the school-wide English learning, that SWELL Community of Practice, those are both half days. They're occurring on the same day. Um, we do have some folks that attend one or the other, but if you can't attend both, we recommend attending both. That's going to be on uh, April 4th. Uh, we'll have the registration link in the uh, Cliffs Notes. Thank you, Courtney Ferrua. We uh, heard you, and we're going to put a little something together to make sure that folks can have something written. Um, but uh, again, school-wide English learners, I said before, what's, what's good for the least is good for all students. This is a great approach. It does take leadership, but our team, uh, Dr. Jeanette and Katie Ag, they can help you with the implementation. They can help leaders um, identify some workforce when they're doing their walkthroughs and supporting instruction. So uh, continuous improvement network for student success. Uh, we we didn't have any registrants for this one the week after spring break, so we've uh, canceled that one. But we're going to go with uh, May, uh, and we'll put the date in there. I didn't write it down here. I think it's May uh, first week in May. Uh, but again, it's continuous improvement network for student success, focusing on regular attendance, focusing on ninth grade on track. All of those pieces you've just put into your integrated plan. Yeah, like you you <laughs> send your team right, and it's yeah. not about the district level person coming in and learning how to do it and then going back. It's about bringing your team to us. Mm -hmm. And if your team, if you can't get a team here, let me know. We will bring some folks to you because we need to start this work. It's it's critical that you are looking at some short cycle phases of changes that you can do to uh, to make a better impact for your students who maybe aren't whose needs aren't being met. So. Last one on my list is the Early Learning Partnerships Community of Practices. That's happening the first week back from spring break uh, on April 7th. Um, there's a registration date in there. Uh, that is an evening opportunity. Feedback on that one's been excellent. I mean, exceptional. Like getting getting elementary educators, early elementary educators uh, partnered with their uh, early learning providers. Um, so if, if you're an educator and you're hearing this, or if you're a leader and you're, and, and you're hearing this, you want to get your educators there. Make sure you work with somebody who identifies what early learning programs, preschools or daycares, are in your uh, are in your local area, and and bring those folks together at the same time. So, that those are my those are my high level updates until our next podcast. 
All right. Yeah. All right. Um, I have a few from ODE, some updates and deadlines coming up. If you are a district that is part of the Rural Education Achievement Program, there's a couple of things coming up, a couple of shifts. Uh, there's a shift in the timeline, including um, a April 14th deadline for the Small Rural Achievement Program applications. So make sure you're getting those in. I guess that's a regular timeline. The Rural and Low Income School uh, Program, the RLIS application, is due in November. So just a couple of those. Go ahead. Just plug in Sarah Beard. She's our small school support. Sarah Beard, uh, we'll make sure I'll type a little note here. We'll get her um, her email address in there too. She can help Perfect. with that. Um, for some of our districts, the amount of money is so small, it, it just may not be something that you need to go after. One district was like $2,100. And unless you've got something specific, um, yeah. it could be more time intensive than the money. So but you want to make sure we're figuring out. Yeah. And let us know how before we help you. Yep. Um, also, a little shifted, the shift is in your SIP budget narrative assurances. They're going to be due on June 30th. There's a reason for the shift. They're trying to make adjustments so that the federal funding um, cycle is the same. Our, the federal uh, cycle is different than our June to June cycle that we use in Oregon. So they're looking at this a little bit different. Um, there's some information and um, on your assurances that you need to have in as well. I will provide those links um, in our narrative uh, along with this. There, the ODE has a been working on implementing House Bill 2166, which requires the Board of Education to adopt our cell framework, and they're needing some feedback. So we'll uh, include a link here as well for their social emotional learning survey. It is due uh, by Friday, April 7th. It's also National Reading Month, excuse me, and it's allergy season. Nope, I got it. So it's National Reading Month, and the Oregon Language Arts Educator Update has a ton of resources in it. We'll cut that right. Uh, maybe. We'll see if we cut it. We might just leave it. It is allergy season. I do sneeze a lot. I apologize, everybody. So um, ODE is looking for individuals um, or has a ton of really great uh, uh, links and, and resources for your classroom as far as reading. In the Mouth Educator Update this month, if you take a look, uh, they're looking for individuals who are interested in taking a look at the smarter balance items and giving some feedback and that'll happen in late april you can register and be a part of that there is some stipend and some um some pay available with that and then finally my last is around grant opportunities there's a ton of different grant opportunities coming up and there's information on a community investment grant future ready oregon a re-engagement opportunity grant. Um, and then I know on top of that, separate than this, our summer grants are, are um, starting to uh, ramp up and be ready. So any of those pieces, don't forget our Center for Education, Innovation, Evaluation and Research supports grant writing. Um, it is local service plan season. So we're signing up, we're doing all of those things. Um, you can request time to help with some of these grants. Sure. Um, couple of notes on that. It is the local service plan season. If you have not met um, with the school improvement services department yet, please, please reach out. We want to meet with you and kind of talk about services for this next year. We do have a new one um, that is around newcomer recent arriver transcript review. So there's some transcript review opportunities. Um, it is um, a real time saver for your district. Let us do that work for you and work um, with staff in your schools to make sure that students are placed properly as they're coming in. Um, 
And then finally, we are going to work on another format for this as well. So you'll have your video format. Should you like to see Sean and I, or um, we're going to work on a podcast format, uh, just a strictly um, a strictly audio format for you. So you can listen to it in the car. Should you like to hear our voices in the car or my sneezes, whichever happens. Yeah, or your almost sneezes. Or my almost sneezes. We'll also include the links, you know, in the, you know, it, once we get it up on the podcast platform, we'll also include a link to the document or the Cliffs Notes or whatever so folks can see that. Can we go back to the grants we're putting this yeah, around? Like we had this um, last week. So we in partnership with um, Oregon Ask, which is Oregon After School Network. Um, no, I'm sorry. That is not the correct full name for them. And my apologies to Beth, Bethany, and Monica for not knowing the correct name for that. But anyway, Oregon Ask, um, we, uh, in partnership with them, so they're they're kind of like outside of the school system. Mm -hmm. They're expanded learning and extended day. You know, they're summer learning or summer programs, right? They're just expanded options. One of the limiting factors for a lot of our students uh, or a lot of our, our schools is um, is not having access to these uh these programs are not having these programs in place. And Oregon Ask has these partnerships with so many different uh, programs. They can help elevate where these programs are. If these programs are can are remote, if they can come out, if you know, if they can come out to your site. Um, and one of the things is, you know, these programs will potentially have access to the summer funding as well, just like our districts may have access and mm -hmm. you know, that timeline. I mean, we're going to fingers crossed the money will be there and won't be available until July one. So we had a, a great thinking uh, day last week. This uh, creative uh, this, uh, collaboration for creative summer solutions is what we called it. And it was last week we had, I think, uh, 15 partners in the room. We had uh, 13 uh, districts come to the table. Um, we had some internal folks. We had some ODE folks, and we're all just kind of brainstorming, like what you know, what are our needs. Mm -hmm. What does success look like for us? And just kind of brainstorming some of those things. And we we intend to have a follow-up conversation probably sometime in the middle of May uh, around uh, maybe after the next Lambeth School Improvement mm -hmm. meeting. Because the thing is, we know that our districts are going to be doing, they're, they're going to be doing something. And we know that many of our parents and students, they want to be engaged in something. And so kind of the call is, if or the, the goal, it, if there's a student or if there's a family that wants to participate in expanded learning, we want to make sure they have that opportunity this summer. Right. And uh, we need to identify planning ahead. We need to identify our assets, mm -hmm. who can drive, who's got lunch, who's got people, who's got programming, and we need to put those things together in a way that fits in the way that makes sense for our students and families. And so I think our next, we haven't made that official yet, but we're looking at sometime in May so that we can do a little bit more concrete planning. And then districts can walk away so they know if the funding comes through or when it comes through, I'll get it and we can move forward. Or mm -hmm. if there's no funding, they know who they can contact so that they can meet those needs locally. There's also some good conversations that always happen at, at meetings like that where um, neighboring districts can work together and find some opportunities, Absolutely. Um, in some, particularly in some of our smaller communities. So it's a really good resource to have. Yep. Well, thank you all for joining us. We appreciate uh, you tuning in to uh, podcast number five. Uh, we're working on some new uh, some new guests to come in. So if you have any ideas or suggestions, shoot us an email. Happy to oblige. Have a great day, everybody. Yep. Thanks, everyone.